0: Welcome to the Content Amplified podcast brought to you by Masset. Our goal is to help you get more from your marketing content. Each episode is a 10 to 15 minute interview with industry experts that share amazing insights to help you squeeze as much juice from your content as you possibly can. Here's today's interview.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Content Amplified podcast. Uh, another great episode coming your way again, 10 to 15 minute bite-sized chunks of marketing knowledge to help you get more out of your content. Uh, I'm here today with Kevin and uh, Kevin, why don't you introduce yourself real quick for everyone? Yeah. Hey Ben.
0: So my name is Kevin Doherty right now. I'm the senior manager of content marketing at Alma, a platform aiming to simplify mental health care access for all. Um, yeah, I've worked in content for nearly 10 years under other names like marketing communications and previously had a background in creative services. So that's
1: my I weird background at a glance. <laughs> well, thanks for taking the time to be on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah. No, thanks. I'm excited. So talking to Kevin earlier, Kevin has a really cool passion for getting the, and it sounds like it's not just getting more resources, getting the right amount of resources when it comes to your marketing content. Um yeah. Kevin, what do you what do you think about that? How should people, first of all, ask for the right resources? And, and, and in your opinion, how do you determine what the right amount is? How, how do I know what the right amount of allocation should go towards my marketing content?
0: I think that question is probably, I, I'm getting like esoteric here. Maybe it's just the podcast format, but I think that question is probably the most important one of what what's the right number of resources. And I think Most content marketers are up against a lack of guidance and education on that front, because in some organizations, the right amount might seem like, I don't know, like you have to build up your team and build up your budget to sort of earn your seat at the table. And sometimes that can be a motivating factor for your own professional growth, where you feel like the more people you hire, the more important you'll become and the further your career can go in the content or marketing function. But really finding the right amount of resources to me is about maximizing ROI, figuring out how much you need to get, how many people, how many resources you need to get in your hands to be able to bring in the most value for the organization and for your audiences. And my hot take is that it's always more than you think for content. It's always to get the most ROI from content. You should probably prepare to advocate for more resources.
1: I love it. And especially in today's economy, the question is always about where is the ROI? How do we get to profitability? How are we really smart with our resources? So, when you start a discussion, you know, let's say it's the end of your fiscal year, and, uh, you know, the head of marketing, head of the company says, okay, cool, marketing content. What do we need to put into it this next year to be successful? How do you start to approach that conversation and prepare yourself to have that conversation?
0: Yeah, I feel like you can't really have a strong point of view there until you've gotten buy-in on the definition of success. What is the value your company needs? And it is different for every content marketer. So I won't go on some diatribe about how we track organic traffic to site at OMA because it might be different for your organization. But once you know what that, what that KPI or OKR or whatever that thing that is most important to both you and your senior leadership, then it's just about building out the, the the vision to achieve it. I guess it's, I'm speaking in re- again, this really big <laughs> terms, but it's, that's really the basis of it.
1: Very cool. So when you look at your specific um, allocation of budget for marketing mm-hmm. content, if you broke that up into but in kind of buckets of where it goes and the different kinds of content and the kind of initiatives high level, how do you break that down? Cause I think sometimes it's hard to say, okay, here's a big, you know, bucket of money, you know, how do I allocate it? How do you approach that? And, and kind of what's your spread if you don't mind sharing that?
0: Yeah, I think so last year when we went through planning at Alma, I was new. And the whole content marketing was new. And so I followed it kind of intuitively as I was understanding how much organic traffic mattered to us. And I think a lot of it will stick this year. You know, it's September at the time of recording this. So we're going into that same planning process. Um, The buckets I kind of arrived at were trying to figure out how to create a really, um, okay, I'm using another buzzword, but like cross-functionally adept team. So understanding okay to what extent do we want to engage freelancers what's the mix what's the ideal mix in my opinion of freelancer versus in-house writing support which is the obvious place that a lot of us go but then making sure that we are covering our bases to show up in diverse channels so looking at do we need a visual designer is someone else on the team is there a designer creative team and um What are their hiring plans? And will that person be able to support what my team needs? Or do I need to get a dedicated designer? Same idea with SEO. Is that a shared resource or something I need to build into my team? Um, So kind of just going through your whole channel mix and thinking about the content you want to be showing up with and making sure that you have all your bases covered for all your channels. I guess
1: that's how I would approach bucketing things. Very cool. So, let's say you're you're going into one of those meetings and you're asked to you know your' your direct whoever you directly report into asks for okay what kind of budget you're looking to how do you how do you present that content um you know how do you prepare it um obviously you, you talked about the kpis to figure that out making sure that you're you're talking about the organizational goals and that's aligned but do you have a particular format or methodology or way of showing the content or the the data to request budget? You know, walk us through kind of things you've seen to be successful in that space.
0: Yeah, I I don't have a like repeatable framework, but things that I found work really well include as always, like just rounding up. 25% from what you think you really need for that first impression, because you will be haggling and negotiating. So just always round up on the first <laughs> presentation. Um, I also do like to, I I'm I always have a very well-designed, brand-aligned, you know, Google Sheets or Excel sheet where I really break things out. That's the source of truth. And then I purposefully almost have this um, messy notes doc that I say it's just for me, but it's an, a chance to like walk people through the rationale, invite them in to feel like collaborators in the process of thinking through what people really need. And it also allows you to back up what you're saying without over-explaining in the room, which is important. Um, so yeah, those are sort of my initial battle cards, but I try and approach it as fluidly as possible.
1: I love that. And I like how you have the two different kinds of content because really in most organizations, who you're presenting to is also going to the finance team and has to justify. And so if you have that take along kind of paper for them, here's the Excel sheet that's on brand. It looks good. It's justified. Yeah. It's much easier. And they're more excited to say, okay, cool. Hey, well, here's the pay-per-click stuff. We'll get to that in a minute, but look at this cool, like here's the justification for marketing content. And yep. let's go after that. Okay, cool. Now we move on to the other areas, you know, making it as easy as possible for that individual to be successful in their conversations later on is really helpful.
0: Yeah, totally. It, it reminds me a lot of sales enablement, content marketing that we can lean on those skills. Like you're, you're putting the story out there, making it sure everyone knows how to tell it and then like letting it fly without you in the room.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes as marketers, we often focus, you know, entirely on the prospective customer or customer. Um, But half of our job is that internal marketing side of things. There's typically two audiences. So it's good Uh to really specify those those areas. Um, So what other, you know, pieces of information would you want to share about getting budget or understanding the appropriate amount of budget for anyone listening in? Is there anything that you found that doesn't work? Or anything that you're like, hey, I saw this happen and this was really productive. Any other pieces of information that would be helpful for anyone saying, shoot, I got to ask for budget this year. How am I going to go do this? Um, Any other pieces of advice for that?
0: I guess I have one warning and one suggestion. The one warning is to never or just be wary of ever advocating for growth for the sake of growth. And even if you believe that your proposal is truly rooted in business need and ROI and team efficiency, make sure that your proposal never looks like you're justifying growth for the sake of growth. Never hire someone because you're trying to develop someone else on your team to be a people manager, because that is the first thing that'll get shot down in my experience. And then the other, the piece of advice I have is to flip the script on efficiency and ROI, particularly if you're looking to bring in-house resources on board um talk about how that builds efficiency actually do the math go back on your past projects and figure out how long it took you from the time a piece of content was planned or ideated to the time it went live and count how long that took and if you've worked with both in-house and uh freelancers before compare the two how long does it take to get freelance generated content to market versus in-house Compare the results against the KPIs that matter most to your leaders. And I swear, 95% of the time you go through that exercise, you will almost always be able to articulate that there's greater value in in in-house content production. That's just my bias. Don't come for me on LinkedIn. And while you're doing that, last thing is when you talk about the time required... And you look at the staff time required when you're dealing with handoffs with freelancers, make sure you put a number on that by estimating if you have salary information on the value of staff time. Because I bet your blog posts are costing you thousands of dollars per post. It's astronomical when you actually break it down um, for the amount of time that your team spends with back and forth and review cycles and things like that.
1: So, obviously, one final question, but uh, AI and content writing and stuff like that is a big factor. How, you talked about in-house versus freelance, how are you building an AI into that equation? Especially when you're talking about efficiencies, how are you viewing that in the spectrum? And what pressures are you feeling from the top down to include it in the mix of marketing content?
0: At my organization, I feel lucky that the pressure I'm facing is more about just having an answer for the AI question. What's our point of view? How are we using it? And luckily I have a lot of trust to try and figure that out. I know others might not be so lucky <laughs> where they are they have a CEO saying we got to use AI or why can't we just make chat GBT use this for GBT, GPT, do this for cheaper. Um, But for us i have a unique answer i i think ai generated content is helpful for some for for us we are operating such a human and vulnerable space in mental health care today our conclusion is that we're happy being a late adopter um using ai generated content introduces too much risk and so when it comes to resourcing it's us figuring out okay where can we use ai and generative ai and machine learning products to make research more efficient make SEO more efficient, make content ops more efficient, but building in more human resources for co- like writing and design and things like that. Um, so that's sort of our POV there.
1: I love that. I think the, the big takeaway I took from that is being very thoughtful right? Like obviously there is a really cool power in AI and ability to increase efficiencies, but it isn't the end to end answer to all of your problems, right? It is really an opportunity to thoughtfully say, how do we take advantage of this technology? And I love for you, you know, we're making a conscious decision that we're going to be late adopters. And for us, that makes sense. And I think that's exactly what everyone should be doing is taking a hard look and saying, great, When I look at the mix, how does it really fit in and where is it really effective and what makes the most sense for our customers? And, uh, not just for me personally, it's not about how much I can post what's really best for our customers. And you guys have determined, Hey, you know, we've got a mix that really works. And Mm -hmm. so we're going to stick to that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that mix is probably different for every single person that listens to this, but I hope you can find the right mix and then just figure out how to make it as efficient as possible. I love
1: it. Awesome. These are great insights. Thank you so much for the time. If anyone wants to continue the conversation with you, um, how can they best connect with you online?
0: I'm on LinkedIn. Um, KPDOH, I think is my Twitter or my LinkedIn handle. So happy to swap ideas there. And then, you know, if I can plug my company, mental health care is something as a universal need. And if you're looking for therapy, consider finding the right therapist for you at Alma, helloalma.com. Wow. Almost bundled bold the CT. I'm going to lose my marketing
1: trophies. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. So thank you so much. And we'll make sure we link to uh, both Kevin's profile and their website inside the show notes. So look at those as well. So thanks again, Kevin. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ben.
0: Thank you for listening to the Content Amplified Podcast please subscribe and leave us a review. And for additional ways to get more out of your content, visit our website at getmasset.com. That's get getmasset.com.
1: And tune in next time to the Content Amplified podcast.